Good evening. Good evening. All the meeting on the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. One, Mr. Brown has the meeting been advertised. Yes, sir, it has. Thank you. See all of you in the audience for reasons. We'll make special note of the presence of the chairperson of the Liberty County. Thank you. The Liberty County Board of Education, Ms. Lily Baker, please stand. Uh, Ms. Baker is, re is re I'll say, retiring from her position after how many years? Let's appreciate her service, if you would. <laughs> we'll simply say, job well done. Job well done. Thank you so much for being here. All right. She's not going to quit now. She's going to go fishing. Yeah. No, she, no, no, no. I got you. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, let's say we need to amend our agenda for board appointments. Is that right, Commissioner Gillick? Yes, sir. Yeah. So let's make that, if we will, board item 7F, board appointments. Can I have a motion to make that adjustment, please? I'll move. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. <clears throat> make that item 7 is board appointments. I know we did hear from Commissioner Jones. He's at work. He won't be able to be with us. And maybe Commissioner Walden will join us shortly. <clears throat> so. Just to say that for the matter of record. All right. Uh, Pastor Henry Frazier Jr. is here, who will come down and lead us in our invocation, immediately followed by our Pledge of Allegiance. Please stand for the prayer and the pledge. Chairman, if you will allow me just one space. Um, Auditor, 47 years, Ms. Baker. I was one of those students that she had to teach. <laughs> When you look at me, you look at what she's done. <laughs> what a man in there. Amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time and that you granted to all of us to be in this one place at this one particular time. And we ask your blessing upon this meeting today. God, that you will make it more special than the rest, that you will do something in this meeting that has not been done in others. But more important, God, you will grant wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And not only that, God, but you will grant unity as the things come before the Congress, become before the people. God, that the right decision will be made, that it might not be one, but it might be done for all. That when the end of this meeting has been done today, that we will declare, God, you've been with us as we made the decision. And help us now to move forward. And I pray on our special blessing upon each of the councilmen, God, that you would give them the wisdom that they might find and do that which is pleasing in your sight. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Commissioners, the agenda will require that we approve our minutes from the month of August. That should be a so move, Mr. Chair. Second. Motion and a second. We approve the minutes. Ah, it says August, that's September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody's good with the minutes? 
Okay. Yes, sir. So then all in favor, show of hands, please. Who I said two minutes has presented. Thank you. All right, proclamations we're proclaiming today. We have uh, several on our agenda. Paint Liberty Pink, National Women's Small Business Month, and Save Our Next Generation Day. Mr. Brown, please. Yes, sir. The first one is proclamation, Liberty County Board of Commissioners, Paint Liberty Pink Day. Whereas, while considerable progress has been made in the fight against breast cancer, it remains the most commonly diagnosed cancer and the second leading cause of death among women in the United States. And whereas each year it is estimated that more than 220,000 women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer and more than 40,000 will die as a result of the disease. And whereas October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, an annual campaign to increase awareness about the disease. And whereas during this month, we reaffirm our commitment to support breast cancer research and to educate all citizens about its risk factors, detection, and treatment. And whereas, as we display pink ribbons and wear pink clothing to raise awareness, we also support those courageously fighting breast cancer and honor the lives lost to the disease. And whereas, this October, we recognize breast cancer survivors, those battling the disease, their families and friends who are a tireless source of love and encouragement, and applaud the efforts of our medical professionals and researchers working to find a cure for this deadly disease. And whereas Breast Cancer Awareness Month is an opportunity to unite all citizens in our community to prevent breast cancer deaths through increased education and regular screening. <clears throat> now therefore I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Commission, do hereby proclaim Friday, October 14th, as a day to recognize the efforts being made in our city and county. Therefore, Friday, October 14th, 2022, will be Paint Liberty Pink Day. Would the committee please come forward? And I know there's a spokesman someone in that group who will give us a, a brief statement. And then after that time, you'll come and join us on the podium, on the dais, as they would say. Dais, dais, dais. Good evening. Come on up, y'all. Don't leave right there. All right, well, good evening. Um, it was four years ago in October that I came in front of you all um, to name um, October 24th at that time, 2019, Breast Cancer Awareness. And we started the proclamation because my sister Brenda passed away on March 24th, 2019. So when I came and um, it was a very overwhelming day because in the morning we had the proclamation signing with the city and then that evening with the county. And I never forgot, after everything was said and done, you said to me, Donald Lovett, Chairman, excuse me, All right. tell me a little bit about your sister. Mm -hmm. And that always stuck with me. So thank you all so much for bringing this awareness to the citizens of Liberty County. Great. Thank you. And I, I learned this from Hermina Glass Hill, the little saying says, say their names and they will live forever. Yeah. <clears throat> if you all will come up behind us here and we'll take a group photo and <clears throat> Uh, 
Miss Chalm has given me a little doodad here to put in my. <laughs> you know, Miss Chalm always has. Says better because of bacon. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's just body by bacon Now the one where I present. <laughs> the first one was signing. This one is a presentation. Thank you. All right. Thank you all for what you do. Farmer's Market is going to have some extra sauce to it, as they say, on Thursday. Thank you, ladies, again. The next proclamation, Mr. Chairman, is Liberty County Board of Commissioners recognizing National Women's Small Business Month, whereas the Women's Business Ownership Act of 1988 allowed women to receive financial management and marketing assistance for their small businesses and startups. And whereas by 2019, women-owned businesses represented 42% of all U.S. businesses and generated $1.9 trillion in revenue. And whereas today there are over 13 million women-owned businesses and counting in the U.S., and whereas in Liberty County by 2017, over 19% of businesses in operation were women-owned, and this number continues to grow. Therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, to hereby proclaim October as National Women's Small Business Month in Liberty County to celebrate all of the women-owned businesses that support our community, so executed on October 4, 2022. Okay. Who's representing that group? You're going to have the same group as before. <laughs> That's quite all right. Small businesses, yeah, sir. Quite all right. It's girl power day. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Come on, okay. Yeah, you're right. They're all involved in business. <laughs> Everybody's in? I think so. <laughs> the group has grown. Oh, <laughs> you got it going on. Freakishly <laughs> long arm. Uh, <laughs> gonna okay. okay. Got it. Thank you, sir. Running the world, uh, running the county. Yeah. <laughs> Small business is the fiber of our country. Sometimes we forget that. It's not the big 
businesses, small businesses make up the majority of businesses in the country. Sometimes we lose track of that. Yeah. The mom and pops a lot of time. Thank you for what you do, keeping our business inventory up. All right. Next one, sir. Next one, sir, is a proclamation for Save Our Next Generation Day. Whereas Save Our Next Generation, S-O-N-G, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization created to raise further awareness of bullying in our communities. And whereas bullying is a form of aggressive behavior <clears throat> in which someone intentionally and repeatedly causes another person injury or discomfort, and whereas bullying occurs in neighborhoods, playgrounds, schools, workplaces, and online through technology, and whereas various researchers have concluded that bullying is the most common form of violence, affecting millions of American children and adolescents annually, and whereas children and adolescents who are bullied can experience negative physical, social, emotional, academic, and mental health issues, and whereas millions of students skip school each year for the fear of being bullied, with an alarming rate of suicides and school shootings. And whereas Save Our Next Generation is committed to bringing about change in our communities for the safety and well-being of our children, and whereas together we can make a difference in creating a positive culture. Therefore, be it resolved, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of Liberty County Board of Commissioners, do hereby proclaim the first Friday of October every year as Save Our Next Generation Day, Anti-Bullying Awareness in Liberty County, Georgia. I encourage our local communities, school officials, businesses, politicians, <coughs> first responders, and law enforcement to support this cause by wearing orange to demonstrate that we stand together and are united for kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. All righty. Mr. Brown, are you going to come and give us this update of what you have going on? <laughs> support group? I guess we should have had a little pink on it and a little orange on it. Hello, again, my name is Lisa Brown, founder of Save Our Next Generation. Five years ago, I was touched to form this anti-bullying rally, unbeknownst to me that I would be at this point where I am now. But I have a heart and a love for kids, and especially when they are being taken advantage of. So the Lord put it in my uh, spirit to have this rally and to be an advocate for all children in this area and surrounding areas in reference to being bullied. When it came to Save Our Next Generation Day, I wanted to show our kids that this community cared about them. Not just saying we care, but showing action, putting action be behind our words. So what was it that I can do to show them that? That's why I came up with Save Our Next Generation Day, because that day is for these little ones, and their friends, and their families, their mother, father, who was feeling completely lost in reference to bullying. Bullying is a huge problem in our neighborhood and throughout this nation. So if I can do anything to save one life, that's what I plan on doing. And I dedicate myself to doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Good mission. Come on around. Mm -hmm. How how is our son doing? You may have more than one, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, we have one. 
Yeah. You only had one? He's great. Mr. Moses trying to get somebody to uh, who's going to receive? <laughs> All right, he said he's the one. <laughs> Got it? All right, there you go. Congratulations! Congratulations! Hey, how are you? Ms. Brown, when you get back to the mic, you might want to announce that because we've been live streamed, so you can get a whole lot of people we'll give it away going on. I just want to give a little uh, information in reference to the um, anti-bullying rally walk that we're having on Saturday. That's going to take place uh, Saturday, October 8th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, the location is at 740 General Stewart Way. That's over in the business center right beside the uh, Country Inn and Suites. A lot of people probably don't know where that is, but that's where it's located. So what we're gonna do is start out from there. We're gonna assemble at 9.30. Then we're gonna leave from there and head up to General, uh, I'm sorry, Highway 84, continuing down to General Screvin, making a right on General Screvin and heading on down to uh, General Screvin and E.G. Mouse Parkway. And basically, we're going to do a little walking, waving, walking, waving. Once we get to that point, we're going to turn back around, head back up the same direction that we came from, and head back to the uh, business center on uh, General Stewart Way. And please, please wear orange. Wear orange. That's our color. So we appreciate if you guys can come out and help us. Uh, celebrate this occasion, and also on Friday, which is Save Our Next Generation, the 7th, we're asking everyone to wear orange as well as a representation of anti-bullying. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Saturday, wear your orange. All right. Wish you the best in your events. Okay. Thank you. Now, you all can stay, or you certainly can be excused if you like. It's at your discretion.
All right, departmental reports, LCPC, Mr. Rickinson. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Chairman Lovett, members of the commission. Full serve. Uh, Florida Gator fan, I got plenty of orange. <laughs> 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 um, at your September meeting, y'all asked the LCPC to initiate an amendment to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan in response to the continued development pressures uh, around exit 76, particularly on the east side of I-95. So the first step in doing that is having a public hearing, which we're doing tonight. We've advertised a public hearing. I know we have some folks in the, in, in the uh, audience that uh, wish to address you as part of that public hearing. But what, I, what I'd like to do in advance is just kind of go through and describe the process we're going to go through. It won't take but just a second, but just kind of want to give an outline of what we're doing. Need a motion to go into public hearing? A move. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands. All right. This is our comprehensive plan, uh, just the front page of it. I got a copy of it here, and just to, just to prove that we got a, a real physical specimen of it, it's 200 pages long. It's on our website at dlcpc.org. So that's what we're looking at opening up and, and uh, taking some input, public input on and amending uh, through this process. So, uh, this is a, uh, a joint comprehensive plan that's uh, uh, it covered Liberty County, all of the municipalities within it. It was last adopted. All right, yeah, the, the plan was adopted in 2016. It's had some amendments since that time. So this is another amendment to that 2016 comprehensive plan. What it is, it's a, it's a joint plan between all eight jurisdictions in Liberty County. Uh, a comprehensive plan is required by the state of Georgia and has been since uh, 1989. Uh, the purpose is to assess progress in the county and to provide local officials such as you with information uh, to make informed decisions about uh, development in the, in the uh, in county and those jurisdictions. It covers housing, transportation, economic development, and other uh, cultural uh, resources. Okay. And uh, uh, each jurisdiction works with a distinct vision for itself. So uh, Liberty County... Uh, is responsible for the unincorporated county and city of Hinesville is responsible for what's in the corporate limits of Hinesville. Likewise, Allenhurst, Flemington, all the other smaller cities are responsible for their area, but it is a joint plan in the sense that you all came together to work on this. Uh, and it's updated on a 10-year cycle, so we're due to begin working on updating the comprehensive plan as our normal update beginning next year. But given the, uh, the urgency that's been caused by the additional development pressure at Exit 76, y'all asked us to <coughs> update it, to, to go in and look at this particular area of the county in advance of that. So this is your comprehensive plan map. It's the future land use plan that goes with the, uh, it's this part of this plan. We, we break up the uh, Liberty County into many different sections, and we're going to focus just on the one section here that's uh, beyond, this is 95 here, so we're just going to focus on this area here, which is kind of a peninsula that extends from Exit 76 all the way out to the end of Colonel's Island. That's, that's the area that we're going to be focused on. And uh, let's just blow up of that particular area for um, just uh, showing, you know, this is I-95. Uh, this is the uh, Trayport East. I got all kinds of weird sounds. Going <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm... You okay? Um, the, this is your Trayport East. Uh, industrial Park, this has been part of the county's industrial development strategy for the last 20 years. You've got uh, Development Authority owns thousands of acres of land here, some of which has been developed, some has not been developed, and they own thousands of acres on the other side of uh, I-95 as well. But we haven't been seeing as much pressure over there 
this is where the action has been, so this is where you ask us to uh, prepare a, um, an amendment to the comprehensive plan. And a timeline, uh, this, this takes some time. Uh, at, at your September meeting, you put a, you kind of deferred all zoning actions outside of a, out of a specific area uh, uh, until after the completion of this six-month process. So these are the milestones uh, we're looking Again, with tonight, uh, this is our public hearing. It's required anytime you amend your comprehensive plan. It's required by the state of Georgia. So we're checking that box off tonight. We're going to take public comment on this and then begin our process. There's two community input meetings that we're going to have in the community uh, to get some additional, more informal public input from the citizens. One will be on uh, Thursday, October the 27th at the Dorchester Village Civic Center. We'll do, we'll do some advertising. We've got some contacts in the community. We'll try to get it, get the word out as much as we can about that. And then we'll have a, we'll, we'll get the input that we receive at that meeting and we'll bring it back uh, on November the 21st, which is a Monday, the Monday before Thanksgiving, but that's when we're able to get the facilities. So we'll have a follow-up meeting just to make sure that we, we, uh, we heard the people right about that. And then after that, we'll be bringing it to the Planning Commission on December the 20th for a public hearing, and they'll be considering making a recommendation and they'll bring it back to you in this, in this forum on January the 3rd. That's when we'll be bringing it back to you for your consideration. Uh, that's not the end of it. Uh, when we have the public hearing here on January the 3rd, it'll have to be submitted to the CRC for a regional review, and then th that, that process normally takes about uh, 60 days, so March the 7th is when we're looking at bringing it back for your final act. So uh, there will be there will be two uh, community planning meetings and two formal public hearings, one at the Planning Commission and one here. So there's plenty of opportunity for public input on this comprehensive plan amendment between now and March the 7th when we hope to bring it back to you for action. So I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have about this. And as I said, we've advertised it as a public hearing, so there are some folks here that would like to speak. Yeah. <clears throat> Can any of these dates be changed? They can. I mean, this is what we've scheduled at this point, but if there's something that you'd like to ask to change, we can certainly see if we can, can that. We change that November 21st date okay. to another date. Okay. We can pro probably push that back. It just depends on the mm -hmm. Dorchester uh, Civic Center's schedule. Thanksgiving, isn't it? Hmm? When, it, when it comes back to the... Uh, Planning Commission on the 20th. That's, that will be a listening session for the Planning Commission as to what suggestions have been made. Is that what is that the purpose, primary purpose of that meeting or? It will be a listening session, but we will present what, what the recommendation is and uh -huh. they will also have a public opportunity. They'll take public input on it. Okay. They, meet, they meet in this room. Um, uh, so it'll be <clears throat> the same forum where you meet. Okay. All right. Before I open any questions from the commissioners, before I go to the public, right. we may reserve the right to come back. Just like to say in the courtroom. Okay. All right. All right. Who's here that like to? Uh, now it's, it's very early in the process, but if someone wants to make, I see two hands up. Some statements. Please, please come and state your name, if you will, for the record, please, and and share your uh, observations. Hello, sir. Mark Bush. I live on the east side. I am one of constituents for Mr. Stevens. Thank you for all that you're, you're trying to do for us. It's greatly appreciated, believe me. Okay, I'm going to first to go off and talk about the proposed plan for the million square foot facility. 
at 2426 Islands Highway, plat number 305001. All that property, I have hunted it, okay, with my bow. It is swamp, okay? It backs up to a, a small community, yes, and it's virtually useless, except for, for timber harvesting and wildlife, okay? You're talking right now, just look at, if you just if you go down the street just a few miles, you'll see Booker, that huge furniture store that we were promised we would never be able to see, but okay, that's neither here nor there, it's, it's dead deal. They raised that property nine feet. They only have one retention pond. Retention pond doesn't do a daggone thing, all right? Because our, our water table is what, 18, 20 inches down now out there? So once you dig down that deep, water steeps up. Therefore, a retention pond is useless, okay? It has diverted a lot of, tra of uh, water traffic into our houses and into our properties. My property alone, where I raise bees, is flooded most of the days. So I have to walk around in boots, okay? Again, I don't care. I chose to live out in the boonies, okay? First note, 2426 is a swamp. You're going to have to put in tons and tons and tons of dirt. You're gonna to have to, you've already made a grant and put it on the people of Liberty County as a whole, the whole county, for $3 million in increase of our taxes to fix Exit 76's bridge and the roadways out there, okay? Agreed, the bridge needs to be fixed. You can sit on that bridge at four o'clock in the afternoon like I do most days going home, and you can feel the semis shaking it. It needs to be repaired. I do agree 100%, and I have no problem with that. The roads out that way are another problem. There's no issues with them, other than the fact that we can't get them painted or we can't get the little reflectors. Got it, cool. But it's a country road. That's what, that is the appeal that everybody has. That is the appeal that the Georgia um, movie companies that, that, that come around here and do all our little movies and stuff for Hollywood. That's the appeal. That's the first thing I want to bring up to you. Secondly, Mr. Marion can tell you, excuse me, I'm sorry, Mr. Stevens, apologies. I didn't mean to use your first name, sir. Mr. Stevens can tell you, there's, your own commissioner here has stated that they're, I'm sorry, the, the LP, LPC, apologies, okay, has stated that there's property for them on the west side of 95 that's not being utilized. That is true. Right behind the place that shall not be named, now called Fleming Market, there is a very large area that is open and it's compacted dirt and it's open and it can be used immediately for construction. Sure, you might have a little bit of problem with traffic coming in and out of there. Why don't we take that $3 million and increase that intersection area? That's one thing. Second note, this commission put together several years ago off of 17, a huge area where they initially wanted to try and push Target to, which is just down the street from the little uh, seafood shack, Captain D, Captain Joe's, okay? That whole area is wide open. That'd be perfect. And if someone wants to come back to you all and say it's not in the I-95 corridor, I challenge you to go look at Georgia DOT and federal DOT. I-17 is part of the I-95 corridor. It is considered an access and it's considered a secondary to I-95. We don't need all that smog, all that garbage from the semis. We don't need 1,740 additional semis on Islands Highway. We have children that come off of the buses every day, twice a day, go to go and to come. 
and then also later in the afternoon for some after school activities. Those semis will become a detriment to our, to our, our children and to our wildlife out there. You all want to have wonderful, beautiful Liberty County. It's great, it's beautiful. The east side is that beauty. That is where everything is at. Our boat ramps, our walking trails, minus the one right there by the, uh, by the Midway's um, council area, City Hall. Everything is out there. And that's what it is drawing everybody out there. That's why Sunbury was built. That's why Yellow Bluff was developed, to bring people in there. Go to Trade East now, look at the cars. Chatham, McIntosh, that's the primaries. Not Liberty County, like it was planned for. Reason why is we can't even get their management to live in our area. Why? Because Snob Hill and Richmond Hill and Chatham. Because there's nothing down there. Because nobody wants to continue improving. We have up there to talk about housing. Okay, why not, sir? Could you please wake up when someone's talking? Thank you. Okay. Don't, don't, just, just address us now. Don't get keep I, keep I, it right I, here. I, I'm trying to address the August body. Keep, sir. keep it right here. Okay, I'm trying to address the uh, August and, and, body. Yeah. But when someone's falling asleep. Yeah. Okay. And it's on tape. So the point I'm trying to get at is okay. You talk about housing. Lee side would be a great place for housing. Infrastructure's not there, so we have to do um, wells and septic. That's perfectly fine. I prefer that, but 10,000 pounds or gallons or whatever it was for a one facility every two days? No, okay? They're not gonna be able to do it. They're gonna drill a deep well out there, even if you bring water, how are you going to run it over on 95? You're not. You're going to put it into the new bridge. It'll be carried over by the bridge, okay, in the bridge's foundations. All right? There's that. But they're not going to do a septic. Well, excuse me, that's all they're going to do is a septic. They're not going to do a wastewater treatment. And if you build a wastewater treatment like was originally planned down off of Dorchester, oh, wait a minute, that's been destroyed already anyway because we're going to put a truck stop in there or at least a new Parker's with a scale, and we're going to remove Dorchester Road. Folks, please, let's quit worrying about greedy development and start listening to the people that live in the area and do responsible development. Please. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Next person, please. And please keep your comments kind of concise, if you will, please. Under Durney. You've heard from me before. Yeah. Back again. I see. I am extremely concerned regarding the carcinogens, and this is from February 11th, 22. This is not outdated research. The health impacts of diesel pollution, the World Health Organization says <laughs> um, the diesel exhaust is carcinogenic to humans. Ample research demonstrates that its components, which are the PM2 and the, you know, the nitrogen oxide precursors are harmful for human health, even at very low concentrations and very short-term, you know, breathing of these. Um, I'm just going to do some little things here. The other thing it says, it inflicts a number of respiratory health issues <clears throat> over both short and long-term exposure, 
including reduced lung fun function and inflammation. And um, the ground level ozone, which is going to definitely be a problem out there, it says it's particularly harmful for more vulnerable populations, including elderly like me and those with pre-existing conditions. It says even with very small short-term increases in, in ozone ground level has shown to damage crops, leading to measurable reductions in outputs. outputs. Um, this is everything. I mean, there are so many sites that agree with this. There are actually 18 of them, including the, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, um, NCBI, NIM. I mean, all cited, all verified. And um, I'm not going to read all of this here. But all of you voted for the Liberty County ordinances relating to land clearing and tree protection. What you have proposed out on our site, you violate every single one of them. Every single one. Everything from, you say, you know, <clears throat> here, the, the purpose, okay, of these ordinances that you passed, it says to lessen air pollution and carbon dioxide, ha, ha, ha. Um, promote air quality. Um, reduce noise, heat, and glare. Prevent soil erosion, which is already becoming a problem out there. Um, minimize increases in temperature on lands with natural planted and or, you know, planted tree cover. Um, reduce noise, heat, and glare again so that these and other distractions of movement in one area do not adversely affect another area. Emphasis and importance of trees and vegetation, both physical and visual, including buffers. You know, we should be enhancing the aesthetic qualities to the community to ensure, you know, tree re removal doesn't bother that. Minimize the cost of a constructions, construction regarding drainage and so forth. Um, you're supposed to maintain when it's possible, 50% canopy, tree canopy. I don't know. I'm just going to tell you, this is a death sentence, literally, for what is being proposed. And from the initial meetings I went to with the committee over here, I mean, you know, the original area was about this big. And from a few weeks ago, it was about that big. And when I got that map, I almost had a heart attack because now it's this big. It just keeps expanding. And I agree with Mr. Bush. It is nothing more than greed. There are other places you can do this. So all this concentration is not in our area. It is extremely irresponsible to be doing this. Because I'm telling you, people are going to die. They're going to die from the pollution that's here. And obviously from traffic accidents. Other things that are not being considered is the fact our property values are going to go straight down. And, you know, our automobile insurance is going to go straight up because of all the accidents that are inevitable with all of this. And I believe Mr. Bush mentioned talking about the children. Our children stand right on Islands Highway because there are a lot of, you know, little roads that aren't paved that go back there. And so the buses, you know, the kids have to stand right on the highway to be picked up. And people are not being responsible, not at all. 
I mean, you have not read the research on the, da the dangers to the emissions out there, let alone the noise, the congestion. You need to take a good look at this and not just put your rubber stamp on it and say, oh, this is going to bring in lots of money to us. It might bring in the money. I just wonder, you know, what human lives are worth to all of you. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to listen or not, but I said this is outright shameful. Thank you, ma'am. I saw it. She could not be here today. She's still in it. Well, we're not addressing that email today now. Oh, that was long. <laughs> no, no, sir. But I was just wondering. Yeah, what was her name? Sure you all did get it. We did. We got it. Yeah. And Your she'll name? be. Your name? Oh, Janice K. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my quick question is regarding this. <laughs> this is like I'm trying to stay on topic here with this. Okay. If we've already changed, a per we've changed so much of the area already. We already went against the comprehensive plan. What is the ultimate goal of this, since a lot of the areas have already been changed that we have concerns with? I mean, we've already done so much uh, approving of rezoning, et cetera, et cetera, that went against the comprehensive plan. I think, actually, um, you asked that question, which brought it to the forefront. Thank you, Ms. Councilman Frazier. And that's our question. So this is almost like a futile exercise in who's what. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, if we're already changed most of the area that's in question. You can't change my house. You can't change a lot of everybody else's house. So the big swath that's actually under consideration has already been changed. So we got all these meetings, all these dates, and really all it is is to satisfy some government actual requirement that says we have to have a comprehensive plan. It's, it's, to, satis it's to satisfy citizens' input. No, we're already, we're already not <laughs> satisfied, though. You as Jeff said, we're, we're a little ahead of the curve redoing the plan. We don't have to do it now, but we're doing it now because of the citizens' input. But we already allowed so much to be changed. So, again, in my citizens' opinion. And, and here, there's very, I understand you. We already Ms. put too much. Ms. K. 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 Yeah, K. Yeah. So again, that's my question. Yeah. What is the purpose of Ms. it? Ms. Kay, um, you need to know, and others need to know, too, that you know you have a comprehensive plan, but as Liberty County grows, if you exclude everything on the east end of the county, the comprehensive plan will be changed on the west end of the county as changes happen. You have to have a base. You have to have a baseline. I respect that, and I've lived here for three years now. I've been active, and I've been trying to be very active since January. I've been at the meetings. I've been online even watching you mm -hmm. all. To be honest with you, I haven't seen anything go against the comprehensive plan yet on the west side. Yeah. So again, if you want to catalog that and give us a list, that would be great. Um, again, I just that was my question. That you know, mm -hmm. I don't know what we're gonna, how much. Yeah. Well, that's because the emphasis right now is on the east side. But I promise you, there's interest and conversation about changes on the west side. What's, what do you call the Riceboro side? Whatever side that is, too. That, that's east side. That's still yeah. kind of yeah. like quasi-east. Yeah. Yeah. That's still the east Far, side. Far east. Far east. Far east. I know you guys have a lot to do. Yeah. But, but e e even the... The actually was I-95. It's actually originally the 95 corridor. Yeah. So, yes, that is still east of... That's Riceboro East. Yeah. You have to have a plan, but your plan is not written in stone. You have to move with the growth that's coming to the okay. county. But we already changed... And my, and my comment to you... So, I appreciate... That Thank you. Just know, though, that hear me very well. The West Side is being considered. Well, but the whole 
thing is, we the can't west change side? it. It's already uh, we, gone, so yeah. again. So it's not just the east side, is my point. Yeah, I understand. Okay, the point. other one, other question, too, is the blue area. I understand we can't develop that, but yet we can't develop, like, if somebody, a restaurant wants to come and compete against Sunbury, it can't right now. But yet, we're still getting DRIs for the blue area. So, I mean, I hope that we just really all just, like Mark said, slow down. That's all. Yeah. But we, we got the message. Thank you. Thank you. You need your last name too, please, ma'am. And I, I guess the, the biggest concern I am is, is I moved out in the country because I wanted to be away from the city and have my kids enjoy nature. And one of the biggest concerns I have with a lot of that is I, I know there's going to be development and stuff. But there is no infrastructure for that kind of development out there. There's no um, water. There's no sewage. And that's what my biggest concern, because all of us out there have to be on a well. And more and more people or, or businesses that are out there, they're taking our water supply. And what's going to happen is it's going to deplete that water supply. And then what's going to happen to the citizens out there? I mean, you guys can't just put water out there instantly if we run out of water. And that's one of my biggest concerns. And like they, they, they said with the bridge, I'm already having problems getting home. Everybody's getting on that bridge to turn left, and I'm just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting because I can't get over the bridge because it's only a two-lane bridge. I mean, certain things like that I think need to be developed before more stuff gets built so that we can plan for that kind of stuff. But I, I would prefer that not a lot of that infrastructure gets past Dorchester because most of that past there is mostly all residential. And that one area that they were showing on the end, that's literally not even a mile from my house, that new proposed area. And that's scary because that's thousands and thousands of acres, and I'm already getting flooding right now. I've gotten more snakes in my yard. I have more deer because of all the, the trees and so forth that have been cut down, and I'm just worried about that. My main concern is the flooding and how that's going to help us because I don't know how you're going to be able to pump some of that out so that we don't get flooded because I know on my property, we have wetlands. I was told when I bought my property, I was not allowed to fill it in. But then I see businesses that come in and they can pay to fill that in legally, but I'm not supposed to fill that in. And it just seems like it's an unfair deal. Thank, okay. thank you, ma'am. Right, Duly noted. What's your address? Jim, what was your address? 181 Gemini. All right. And Jeff, my only suggestion is when you have your town halls, have your subject matter experts folk there to, some of these things I could address, but it's not my, that's not my, you know, I can do it informally, but somebody can do much better than me, that's the engineers and people like that, so they let them do that when that time, time comes. Um, but I will say this, uh, Ms. Bush, that the, um, there is some infrastructure there, not as much as we need, but there is some there. So it's not without infrastructure, just need to be enhanced. 
and that's a plan in, in progress also. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, one more? Okay. Steve Rushing. Yeah, questions are tied into this. Uh, Mr. Rushing? Yeah, it is. Okay, thank uh, you, sir. I understand the, the, the need to hurry this amendment up, move it up a year. You said it was from pressure being applied for the development. Could you tell us who's applying that pressure? <laughs> uh, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few proposed developments. So, you, you want me to try? There is no requirement that we do it for developers. It, it's it's oh, being no. undertaken by the yeah. commission because of the growth and the change they in use that's happening. Up. It was moved up a year faster than it was supposed to because of pressure being applied. I'll let I'll let Jeff, that's I think that was not really the context. I'll let Jeff kind of address this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't mean anybody was uh, twisting an arm or anything. What, what not in that sense. We, every, every did you, did you think in that sense, sir? You thought like arm twisting? Is that what you were thinking? Pressure was being applied okay. to move this up a year early. No, because of the development pressure. Because <clears throat> there's applications, people come in here every month asking to rezone tracts of land. So, and, and the more the more they come in, the more we hear from people in the community that we don't want this, we don't want this. And so the, the attempt here is to try to sort things out and figure out you know, how far, just how far you can go to accommodate development before you need to draw a line. I, I don't know because that's really a private developer that's doing that. It's not going to be owned by the development authority. I'm not going to speak for development authority, Mr. Chair, yeah. but generally, generally those it has are, to meet a certain criteria. Yes, are qualified. owned by the development authority yeah. to meet certain tax free. Now, the tax free, it doesn't it doesn't apply necessarily to property taxes. It applies to uh, inventory tax. This put on that the voters voted in that inventory tax exemption. So when you talk about tax exemption or tax deferral, it's really for the for the goods in process that are stored at the facility. That's what it is. Duly noted. Duly noted. Mr. Rickerson. Oops. Last one. That's that's a bit premature. Um, and you said you live a mile down beyond the. Uh, right. Yeah. Are you are you a mile down beyond the Dorchester School? 
No, no. Oh, Sunbury Country Store? Oh, no. Oh, we're not near it. We're not going down that area. Yeah. The country store? Yeah, you, we're not. Oh, my gosh. No, no. We're not going down that way. Yeah. Yeah. The, the proposed widening project narrows back in just beyond the old Dorchester School. Yeah. At, Brigd at Brigden Road. It ends there. At what access? I, and, and again, yeah, I think the thing too is, and I started to say this earlier, on the on the specific projects, those are in, in what's called a DRI mode right now for review by CRC and by LCPC. They'll have individual hearings on each of those that you'll be able to comment on. So, so you'll be able to get answers to all those individual questions. What are you going to do with your water? Where are you going to get your wastewater? All those will have their separate hearings. My understanding on that is that is not going to access Islands Highway. They're going to access an internal road in the, in the industrial park to come out. I'm just telling you what what I've heard, but but you, it would be best to come. Yes, ma'am, it'd be best to come to those individual hearings because those will address those individual projects on, on amount of field drainage and everything. So it'll be. So, so again, without getting into the individual projects, that road, that road widening that has been looked at in the concept would end at Brigden Road. It wouldn't go past. Yeah, nowhere near the Sunbury store. Yeah. All right, Mr. Let's bring this, Mr. Rickerson, let's bring this to a close. Yeah. Ready, sir. I have any more questions for me? That that concludes my presentation. Right, if you have questions. Now, now I just my uh, recommendations to you have the SMEs there. I know there's some in this room. I'm not going to put them on the spot today for this time, but I'm going to have the hearing. And then um, if you all you know, write your questions down, when you also go to the meeting so you have your questions ready for, for the two hearings that are going to be done. Now, the November 21st on these, they will probably be adjusted. So. I'm going to try to move them back into September. Okay. I mean, not September, December. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so y'all probably need to go to the LCPC's website to see the revised date from November 21st. 20th, yes. All right. Thank you. Yes. Chair, intend a motion to come out of public here and go back in the regular we'll session. Second. All in favor, show of hands. All right. Back in the regular session. Thank you all. Yes, ma'am. Engineering, Mr. Long. Good afternoon. Mm. Ooh. I sent out an email to everybody over the weekend, and uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, uh, the LMA money that's available for Liberty County to draw. Um, we need to make some decisions on uh, what we're going to use that for. I threw a, a list of projects together that I knew about that were of interest. Uh, they can either be on the list or off the list. Um, and I don't have one for uh, Commissioner Walden, but uh, I would like you to kind of look at the list and let me know. And uh, if we need to adjust things, I'd like to make a decision during the mid-month meeting later this month so that I can put the package together and go ahead and get it to DOT. And we have until the end of December to get this done. But like, the sooner we get it, the sooner we get the money going. And we... It, 
works better for everybody. You said you sent us an email? Yes. yes. So basically, we're getting $386,493.18. Um, if you break that down evenly with six commission districts, that'd be $64,415 a piece. Uh, one of the ones we were looking at for you is possibly Bill Carter Road, or if you want to do something different, we can look at that. Um, we had sidewalks for Elm, Demery, and Windhaven for uh, Commissioner Frazier, Mary Todd Road for Commissioner Thrift, Lemick Road for Commissioner Jones, Track Lane for uh, Commissioner Gillard, and I don't have one for Commissioner Walden. Uh, and we updated a few prices on that, and I'll send out some more for you. <clears throat> Mr. Matheson. So now the list also kind of gives you what's eligible and what's not eligible. Mm -hmm. I just had a question there, Mr. Chairman. M Mr. Long, the, um, the L MIG amount, obviously, that will be coming from the state, That's but the uh, match will be coming out of our SPLOS. Yeah. Dollars, okay, and then the plus or T plus or or T plus, right? It, it doesn't matter if it's plus or T plus. Uh, mine would be T plus. Clarification. But anyway, I just want to, and this is the estimated cost. Like I, I'm satisfied with Mary Todd Road with that stand there. Yes, ma'am. At this point. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. So the, and the main thing is, what the department's going to look at is. Did Liberty County receive the $386,000? And did they spend their $115,000 portion that they have to do? And, you know, as long as it's an eligible project, yeah, they want you to use the money. Now, commissioners, he, he presented the list. Do you all want more time to digest this? Yes, Commissioner Swift just said that she's uh, okay with here at Tyro. Do you all want the time to digest the? Recommend Rose and then I'll, uh, Mr. Chairman, get I'll, back with them later. Uh, I talked with uh, Commissioner Walden. I, I thought he would have been here, but um, he and I going to, because um, he said when, when he saw this uh, spreadsheet here that there wasn't nothing um, listed for him. Mm -hmm. and he and I were going to talk, and we'll get with Mr. Long, and we'll. Okay. Um, yeah, I said uh, it. I, I do have I do have one question, uh, Trent. Um, again, in, in track lane is a. A road that was in my district before they redrew the lines, and that was, uh, you know, something that I had planned when I had that that area of the county. Now, and, and not to say that I still don't don't have that plan, but if if we um, if I come up with something different from that, let's say six months from now, I'll still be good. Still be good. Okay. I can always change it. Okay. And I apologize. I didn't even think about that changing. No, uh, I, I mean I, I still I still want to um, do that. I'm always I'm known for paving roads for Commissioner um, Stevens anyhow. So. Uh, I knew that was coming up. Yeah, he's a winner in there. Well, he 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 appreciate um, he appreciate it more than y'all will ever know. But um, yeah, but I, I'll um, we'll get, we'll get with you because um, yes, sir. And, and I was Walker. not expecting right tonight. Okay, but you know I I really do need. You know, we mentioned it a couple times. We've never really. Taking any action, mm -hmm. I felt like tonight. It's like, okay, hey, we got to make a decision. So. You want to bring it back to mid month? You said, sure. I'm yeah. gonna do it during my. Mr. Frazier, you good with yours? I'm, I'm, I'm good with the project. I'm just, 
Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to find some value engineering in, in, in these yeah, you sidewalks. You know, I've already talked about that. Man, it seems like sidewalks cost more than, than a road now. <laughs> uh, touch bases with Commissioner Jones, but he is going to look here. All right, mid-month then, Will. Mr. Chair. Thank you very much. I appreciate y'all. Mr. Chair. Sorry. May not be the right time, but I do need to ask a question. I, what you got? I paid a visit down today in Sunbury. And uh, there's no action on Polite, Polite Lane. Polite Lane, yes, sir. So the um, stakes, we didn't stake it because of the hurricane. So we're restaking it this week so you can work. So um, there's no action. If I put stakes out too early, they sprout legs and walk. So we tried to do it just ahead of him. So by Friday evening, you should see some stakes. All right, I'll be honest, sad Des Moines. That same as Street Hill? Great hill. Okay. All right. And one other thing. So this is the price to do Bill Cotter Road now? Yes, sir. Um, what I did is I kind of took the estimate we had from uh, APAC. We did it, what, January this past year? Mm -hmm. Didn't seem like, like it was that. $850,000, and I applied some, I looked at all the quantities, and I applied uh, the newer unit prices to it, and that's where I came up with this. Ooh. Yeah, things are not getting cheaper. Now that's that's, that's into the millions. I mean, to, to get it done now. What is that road about a mile long? Close you to had it. To ask me Close to it. It's right at a mile. Right at a mile. <clears throat> Last January, I could have told you how many feet it was, but I couldn't. Okay. Thanks, sir. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Let me know. How about send that? Liberty lease agreement for Liberty County reentry. Time to redo that. Yes, sir, it is. Um, they've been with us. Uh, you got a copy. The proposed lease agreement is exactly like the original lease agreement, uh, just with a uh, extended termination date on it. So, um, just recommend approval. Okay. A little familiar with that lease? Yeah, I just have one question, Joy. Is is the the reentry um, program the only entity in that building? It is, yes, sir. They were letting coastal workforce have a few. I, they might be occupying a table I think in there, but I think when they we'll see, are they back in that building? I don't know. I don't. I don't think they are yet. Yeah, yes, sir. But but as far as taking up space, I, again, I think they're just working right. at a table right there right now. Yes, that's all. In the conference okay. room. All right, Chair, take a motion. A motion, Second. Second. Got that. Mm -hmm. You got a choice. All in favor, show hands. <clears throat> right, Thanks, sir. Amendment to ACCG retirement plan. Yes, sir. We got this from ACCG, and basically, uh, they're asking us to vote to amend Schedule D2 of the Administrative Services Agreement uh, under our plan. And there are a few like our plan. Uh, there are only three tier options that are allowable right now. Uh, there's other counties in the state that are like this too. They're recommending all counties add tier three, which will give four tiers for participants to choose um, basically investment groups in. So they're asking us to again amend schedule 2D, which adds tier three. And that's the single asset class option. If you're familiar with the stocks and everything, that that that'll give give the participants a, another class option to consider investing. Good for investment. Okay. 
That's not the defined. Is this the no, defined? Ma'am, this defined. is the newer. That's correct. Yes. Uh, benefits that where they choose their employees. options. Yes, sir. We have an addition option here. Yes. All right. Are you comfortable making a uh, motion, Commissioner? Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion that we approve the ACCG retirement plan. Second. Motion to make it. We approve the amendment to the ACCG retirement plan with a new tier. Any further discussion? All in favor, let no show of hands, please. Right. Motion passes. Thank you, sir. Green Space Services. Yes, sir. This is uh, just to renewal the agreement with um, basically Georgia Alabama Land Trust. As you remember, some of you remember years back, we acquired protected green space that has to be uh, basically monitored each year. Photographs taken, a report written and submitted. Uh, again, no change in that is $10,000 a year. They do two reviews of the land as required and, and submit the documents, the reports, and the pictures of that. And uh, in this past review, there were no violations noted. Chair, uh, they don't come in front of us anymore. They don't. They just. It's been. I know it's really been a while. Stick. Right, because what was the attorney? I, the lady. The lady. The lady. Yeah, she's probably retired by now. You said she might be what? I said she might be retired. Oh yeah, <laughs> she may be. Yeah, I know it's been a while. Catherine. Right. Catherine Edmonds. Right. No. Attorney. Right, Chair, take a motion. A move. A move. Second. My only question is, has the, not about this, has there been any added properties to? There have not been any added properties, no, sir. And we, and we have had violations in the past. They have noted violations in the past, and they also help us send out corrective letters. Exit 76, not a... Uh, <laughs> kind of like Commissioner Stevens, I'm going to be talking on a term, but I know there's some conversations, but it's not green space. Conservation. Oh, uh -huh. there's some people who have property in conservations who are rethinking. I'm not coming out of conservation. Yeah. Tell my friends. <laughs> All right. Agreement for managed medical services. Also, time to renew that agreement, Mr. Chairman, um, with Liberty Regional Medical Center. And before I go there, I uh, just want to kind of give you a quick update on the improvements that you've been able to make over the last year. Uh, that you assumed EMS and Ms. Sensler's here, not trying to put her on the spot, but just you might have some questions for her. Um, we did do some uh, station improvements over there. Um, also have, have done some equipment upgrades through ARPA that, that y'all allowed to happen. Uh, generator, uh, we have purchased a generator that'll come in over there. It's not a generator station currently. Uh, we're gonna be doing some roof repairs uh, because the roof has some, some issues with it. Uh, you are able to procure during the year, three UM, uh, EMS units, which are good, um, get about $90,000 a piece. And as you recall, as you started in, one of the things too, to get staffing back up was the pay and compensation. So this is a recollection on that, uh, about $130,000 put towards that. Um, all those things together over the last year, uh, your investment into EMS so far has been about $992,000. Uh, not including the new station. Thank you. Not including the new station. Uh, of course, it's being built on the uh, east side. Um, Staffing-wise, uh, basically, we've only got three vacancies at this point over your approved staffing levels uh, that are good. Um, a year ago, that staffing was only at about 50% and fluctuated, so you've come a long way there in what you've done. Uh, this um, 
past year, we've had uh, about 8,900, a little over 8,900 uh, run reports that were done, total runs, and those include uh, transfers, uh, various things. Uh, our schedule as we're running this year is slightly up, but you won't be much off of that mark. It's probably going to be around 9,000 total runs. We'll hit the holiday period and things will pick up uh, even more. Uh, we continue to handle some transfers uh, for Liberty Regional Medical Center. We're averaging about 45 of those a month, slightly down, but still still up somewhat. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it make a lot of sense. It's down from where it was, but something we're still trying to work on. Um, we are trying to, we're going to propose a change to the SOG, which is the, the operational guideline that, that we go by. Uh, previously, the SOG that was in place basically said that, that all units could leave the county if necessary, even on emergency transfers or even on transfers from the, from the Regional Medical Center. But that was leaving our county uncovered. And so uh, we're proposing a change of that to have two units in the county at all times. Generally running five units, especially on the weekends during the days uh, when we can staff them. But most of the time there's four units in the county. So this will leave two uh, for the county. And uh, we're working with them even to try to reduce those transfers some more. Uh, there was a committee meeting held uh, last week as we get together and talk about EMS operations for the hospital. And I think we're all trying to work diligently to, to do what we can to work with them to decrease those further. Uh, so uh, working very well there. Um, and then on the agreement itself, uh, the hospital has suggested one change to the agreement, and it's on page four that I think you've got copies of. Uh, as you know, they technically still hold the license uh, for EMS. Uh, the decision was made to really try to hopefully get some language introduced that simplified the, the license transfer process in the state of Georgia, and we're working on that. In fact, working to having some legislation maybe introduced this session uh, to try to do that. The other way to transfer that license would be under the current scenario of the hospital in this case, uh, just giving the state notice that it was going to decline to have the license. It then goes into a hearing period before the Region 9 Council, and the Region 9 Council then makes a recommendation to those applicants that apply to run the service who should be selected. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with the language. I feel pretty confident that's going to happen but if not then we can approach what to do uh, as far as through that next procedure that being said with them holding the license I think they had some concerns um, as I talked with the hospital administrator uh, they had suggested some language in the final paragraph on page 4 section 2.03 to according to her really um, just ensure that nothing jeopardized the license right now they're having to carry uh, liability coverage. We're having to carry liability coverage because they're the license holder. Uh, they su suggested some language, uh, as you see there, af after talking with her and really talking about the management and, and, and things there, she said basically there, or by email, that their basic concern was jeopardizing the license, which would put make them liable. Um, I'd maybe like to suggest, if that's the case, writing it brief so broad, that there'd be some language that says any proposed modifications to EMS services contemplated by the county not permitted under said license shall be mutually agreed upon by both parties prior to modification. And I think that takes care of any concerns related to their license liability. Um, 
otherwise it's pretty broad. Uh, the reason Mr. Davis put operational standards in there and uh, was to ensure that the county, if it was going to run EMS, had the ability to make changes to schedules, make changes to the SOGs that we just talked about, about number of units that were going to be available and some of those procedures. Uh, those really don't have anything to do with the license. Um, the license is for provision of emergency medical services. So as long as we do that, we'll be in compliance. But, but if that's what the hospital's concern is, I certainly would support anything that takes away their concern about forfeiture or liability on the license. So that, that would be my recommendation that if you're going to amend the agreement, that it would be amended with some language that addresses the license specific to that. Um, I do note that um, Mr. Davis did have in there, though, the final sentence of, I guess it is that first complete sentence in there, as we like the lawyerese with the <laughs> sentences. It says, currently, that we can make changes to organize, expand, improve, modify the services so long as any modifications to the EMS services are permitted under the license. It seems to cure it already with the language that was in there last year and this year, but if we want to add that additional language, I, mean, I think that's just, I just strengthened it. I mean, we basically couldn't change anything that would jeopardize the license or what? jeopardize the hospital. Excuse me, where was that sentence at you just read? It's under uh, Section 2.03, Operational Standards. Yep. That's a pretty long sentence. It's the uh, first you get, sentence? You get through the first part, and it basically, there's a semicolon, because it talks about um, basically being able to conduct the service as we see fit. And so it's, Got it. it's the, it. yes, ma'am, it's a final piece to that. basically says we couldn't do anything to modify the service that's not consistent with the Georgia license, which yes, we sir. don't intend to do. Do you think that sentence would address their concerns? I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's pretty clear. We can't modify anything that's not consistent with the current license. <coughs> but if, again, if we wanted to put another sentence in there that said anything that we contemplate doing <coughs> could then we'll certainly have dialogue with them prior to doing it. And you would too. I mean, it's, it's a given. Mr. Brown. Mr. Trim. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, well, I'm, I'm glad that we let our attorney look at it prior to bringing it to us. And that, um, and I agree that if we need to put that second piece in there that he has suggested, I guess, that we would put well, that, or other than if we're just going to leave it the way it is. But obviously, I don't believe, and I don't think this indicates that, that the hospital has actually day-to-day -day operations authority over the unit. Because obviously, we took, they wanted us to take it over, and we did. And so, if we get the license in our name, that pretty much... Null and void that. Null and void, complete the hospital authority, or the hospital is completely out of the... The picture. Yes, ma'am. You won't even. Then we'll have, go, You won't even have to have an agreement. Okay. Right. That's what and we're hoping to have that done through legislation soon. And uh, but I want to make sure we got it staffed up. You just ran through everything that we've been able able to accomplish over just one year, especially with our employees uh, getting that staffed up. And appreciate you, Crystal, and all that you're doing there. 
Well, it's cost us a lot of money, but it's been well worth it. <laughs> it's well worth it when you call that they come anyway. But anyway, um, I just want to make sure we got language right. And then, you know, if, if we need to maybe look at it next month or if, it, if it's something pushing that we have to approve tonight. But I just want to make sure that we've, we've got the right language in there, Mr. Chairman. He's got it started for action tonight. Okay, well, that may, that's fine with me. We really need to. Okay. Well, so, so we're going to do this, then you said having the extra sentence doesn't hurt anything. Does it obligate us in any way that's not positive for the county? No. I think it's just it's really redundant with the sentence before it. Okay. But, okay. but, that's what but it, it more clearly, I guess, spells out that nothing can be done to jeopardize the license and anything contemplated that could would have to be mutually agreed upon by both parties. So nope. Obviously, we're not going to do that. But. And, and they asked for that? Well, they actually asked for... Or about the county's free to reorganize, improve, expand, and modify the services as it may deem appropriate to add and both parties mutually agree. Now, that, that that's kind of, to me, it's pretty broad. It says that really on anything that you intend to improve, expand, or otherwise modify. That's too broad. Um, so, you know, Mr. Chairman, and I don't know if, Commissioner Stevens, if you had a, <clears throat> something you want to add to it, but if we need to approve it with what, with that first sentence, since that's been brought to our attention, and the attorney believes that will hold, then do that. And just do it like that, or we can give you leeway. Leeway is if we'll prove it, pending if the attorney um, wants to add that other sentence in there. I'll get his opinion. Why don't we give Mr. Brown that leeway? Yes, sir. I agree. So you need a motion. Yeah. Sharon, take a motion to that effect, then. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I would make that motion that we approve the agreement for the managed medical services pending his um, speaking with our attorney to see if we need to add anything, add to or take away, but not to add what was written in on this contract. Second to that. Second. That's given to Mr. Brown. <laughs> That's given the administrator the authority. Uh -huh. Yes, it. Yes, sir. Okay. And the before we vote on the, the um, does it go back to the hospital for their approval? Yes, ma'am. It will. So both parties have Party to agree. Mutual. Or okay. Good. All in favor? Show of hands, please. Right. You're welcome. You. Crystal. Um, Crystal, if you will, uh, you know, we kind of touched on, but you know, I, at the meeting we had the other day, and Commissioner from there, they were talking about the uh, transfers, and sometimes there's a delay based on uh, what our units doing at the time. And I asked a question. I said, "Well, it's, it's good then for the nurses who at the best have with the patients to be able to explain what this unit's held up because of X, Y, Z, so the patient families will understand what's going on. Not just we aren't just responding." If you would just touch on that for me while you're there, because while, the, while we're being live streamed, so the general audience can hear how we how we're trying to operate to the uh, as most efficiently as we can.
When something that complicates the transfer is, you know, that Savannah Hospital's on diversion sometime, which means they're not taking any new patients. Right. And they're also short staff. Oh, Crystal, to the Sorry. mic. <laughs> We're talking Brunswick, uh, Statesboro, and Savannah are our main hospitals that we try to go to locally as far as hospital transfers. But the Um, so, <clears throat> just last week we had three pending Augusta transfers within one night overnight. Um, we we just we cannot manage that effectively to ensure that the citizens here that rely on us we would be available for them. Um, because if we're aid and no mutual aid is available, our closest unit may be responding from a transfer in Savannah. And we're looking at well over an hour at that point. Crystal. Yeah. Just for thoughts, let's say you got a transfer going to Jacksonville. What is that, about really five hours? Depending if we don't on the wall time. And mm. wall time means right. that we, we get there and there may not be a bed available. Even though that facility accepted that transfer, it doesn't necessarily mean the bed's available. Right. Um, you're looking at no traffic delays, we're going at a good time of day, it's about an hour and a half one way. Right. So you're at a minimum with no wall time, but then you have your patient transfer, your interaction with the report passed down, you're looking at a four hour turnaround time. Now, one other thing, because I guess you know, I do monitor, I've heard sometimes when they come back, they have to go all the way to Midway to get fuel, let's say it's station one, is there a way of correcting that or speeding that up, Mr. Brown, where they won't have to go all the way? We have WEX fuel cards that are available on our units. Ideally, when they're coming back into the county off of I-95, it makes sense for them to stop there at the county shop <clears throat> on their way back because they're coming back that way anyway. Okay. But the WEX fuel cards are an option for them. Okay. Prior to get it there, but if you're in Hinesville, you don't have to drive to Midway to get fuel. Well, so, yeah, we've done some things. It, it did happen lately. Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure everybody is aware that it did happen lately. Mm -hmm. We've had the fuel card since we transitioned. Last thing, define wall time to the people who wouldn't understand what that terminology <laughs> means. Sitting on the car. Wall time is out. you're sitting there in the wall, on the wall with your patient on the stretcher. Again, yeah. the facility accepted the transfer. That doesn't necessarily mean there's a bed available or staffing yeah, at the hospital load. as well. Um, there's been increase. We've, we've been on the wall. Our service has been on the wall up to six, eight hours at one time. But with the, 
I had one more question. It's, um, but those transfers that obviously the hospital is calling you to transfer, are they, and you may, are they really emergencies? Like, I mean, if they're emergencies, then I'm sure you try to get those as soon as possible versus someone who may um, have been at the hospital and, you know, as an inpatient or something, and then they decided to to move them. But I'm sure I'm sure between the nurse or the doctor that's calling you to pick those up or calling the station to pick those up, that they determine if it's actually an emergency or if it's just a transfer type. They they do classify that to us. A majority of our transfers come out of the ER. We do occasionally take those some out of med surge. My understanding with med surge, sometimes they're there for a couple of days and either may, they may not be getting better or they're deteriorating. So that must mean the reason we need to transfer. Um, all these patients do most likely meet a level of needing that higher level of care that our local hospital here cannot manage or handle. Um, whether or not they're true emergent, <laughs> I, I can't really answer that. So you're, you're depending on the doctor <laughs> to, you know, give you that information, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So actually, Crystal, not putting you on the spot, but I think if you come out and said it's a stat trans transport, they don't have a heart monitor, don't have O2, that's not, is that? Sometimes, no. Sometimes they don't have any any of those. Okay. All right. Leave it off. Um, I will share, give me just a, we ran some numbers today. Just as a note, the only thing we're supposed to be transferring for the hospital are stat transfers. I really wouldn't want Crystal to educate, you know, yeah. Us commissioners on what's mm -hmm. going on in the field so that we know in case we hear something in the community, we're able to explain that uh, that we're dealing with a uh, shortage. Uh, hospitals are, are backed up. The uh, transfers that are being um, referred out now are to faraway places or farther away places. So all those things factor in, in our, our response times. And I will say out of roughly a 400 and some Hospital transfers, 45 of those required lights and sirens. I'll have to verify those numbers to be okay. accurate, but it's, it's, there's a very large difference of those that we took emergent. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. on the transfers too, especially those to Augusta is when those crews run the six or eight hours coming back, um, they, they require some downtime. Mm -hmm. so, so they're still going to answer calls here, but we can't just put them back on the road again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and our, 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 excuse me, Chair. Our, our, the ones being transferred to Augusta, are those just, are those burn? No, sir. Actually, they're just. No, sir. Right, actually, all the way to, what's the to word they use? What's that word they use? What's that word? Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Specialty service. Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Understood. Mm -hmm. And if Savannah's closed. Right, right. You have to go to the next. Yeah. yeah the hospital basically is, is trying to locate the nearest facility that'll mm -hmm. accept them for that level of care they need. 
Mm -hmm. Dodge County. We had to go to Dodge County before. Mm -hmm. Pretty good turnaround. Oh, yeah. That's the reason we're trying to work with the hospital because I'll have to see if they can. Right. Because obviously it's miles on the ambulances. And yeah. Think mm -hmm. out of purpose. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you do. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, board appointments, am I, am I there? Yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Chairman, um, we had um, an ad in the paper on September 21st and 28th. Um, had two two positions um, for the hospital authority and didn't receive a lot of um, applicants, but we did. We do have two um, two board members, uh, current board members that. Um, you know, let us know that they would like to be reappointed. And if um, you want me to do them one at a time. Yes, or, sir, if you will, please. Okay. Well, I, um, we did um, communicate through uh, email with Commissioner, um, the committee, Commissioner um, Jones and Commissioner Walden and myself. And um, our recommendation is to reappoint uh, Ms. Kimberly Ryan for uh, another three-year term. Uh, Ms. Kim Ryan is being recommended for another three-year term. Would Chair entertain a motion? Yes, sir. I'll make a motion that we are approved to appoint Ms. Kimberly Ryan back to the Hospital Authority Board. Second. second. Motion second. We reappoint Ms. Kim Ryan for discussion. All in favor by show of hands, please. Right, it's reported. Thank you, sir. Next one. And next, we have uh, the same for uh, Ms. Stephanie Osteen. Uh, she'd like to be reappointed, and um, that's the recommendation of the committee. Okay, yes, sir. Chair, motion. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion. We appoint Stephanie Osteen to the hospital authority. Is there a second? Okay. Second. Motion and second. For discussion, all in favor by show of hands, please. Ms. Stephanie Osteen, reappointed. Okay. Next one. That was that was it was just two. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Administrative report. One thing is that uh, luckily Ian did not visit us yeah. at Thank least closely, um, but you did enter into a state of emergency uh, in the county as a result of that. We just need to rescind that, sir, tonight. Officially, if we can. And make a motion that we rescind the. Resolution that was approved. Anybody happy to make a second? Second. <laughs> What's your second? We rescind the state of emergency. We didn't need it. All in favor? <laughs> Show hands. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, the other thing, um, Mr. Chairman, is I did give you a copy of a letter we received from the City of Midway requesting the road department to not grade that portion of Lake Shore Road from Lake Gale Road to the lift station. And as you know, uh, we do that. For, as contract to those entities anyway, mm -hmm. so um, I will notify Mr. Wells that to take that off of that maintenance list. Okay, sir. Is that, that. Mr. Brown, is that D Road? Yes, sir. D Road. Leave. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you had an announcement there too. Yeah, I, I just sent y'all a text. Um, I received a, um, a flyer from. Um, from Pastor Decent at the Manor House. Yeah, she um, sent me one. You know, they're going to support the hurricane victims uh, down in uh, Florida. Uh, they're going to have a trip.
truck uh, loaded up and ready to go on Saturday. So if you um, find it in your heart to uh, support this great effort, um, just take your supplies, if, if you would, over to the Manor House any day during the week, and they're going to load it up and take it down there on Friday. So I, um, there's more information on the fly. I just sent it to you. And um, so just appreciating the support for this effort. Um, I mean, it's, it's them today. It could be us tomorrow. So yep. just, um, just grateful. And the Lord bless you that you can help someone. I true believer that you should. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, got one other question for Mr. Brown. Stay where you're at. We uh, <laughs> need to get a good report on Miller Park. I'll have to reach back out to the engineer and talk to him. Please do, because it's looking trashy down there. Okay. Very trashy. Okay. I know we have to deal with that old gumbo clay and everything, but there's no action at all. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely follow up tomorrow on that. Thank you. That's all for the good order. Chair, to a motion to adjourn. So move. Move. Chairman, okay. second. All in favor? Have a great evening. Good week.